just make sure that they've got skin in the game. You know, do it with someone, not just contracting builders four and a half hours away. No, I think the other thing with developments is it's a relationship game and it's quite hard to build a relationship up with someone that is four and a half hours away. The project wins, you all win. And if the project fails, they fail as much as you do. Cool. Yeah. Stick to where you live. Hello and welcome to the Property Developers Secrets podcast with myself, Lloyd Girardi. And myself, Andy Cook. And this episode, uh, we're going to talk about where to invest and the best places to get started. So we've uh, read recently that um, uh, one of the forums have said that the best places to invest is Manchester, London, Birmingham, all the big cities. But actually, I kind of disagree with that. And I personally think, or we personally think, that the best place for you to invest is where you live. Um, where you live or within an hour's drive, would say. Um, and we talk from experience. We've, we've had sites where we've been four and a half hours away. And it's just been a bit of a headache to try and manage that. So, yeah, if you're living in Hull, you don't want to be investing in London because it's just miles away. You don't know the area as well as you know the area close to you. So, yeah, let's talk about locations then i suppose that the difference is maybe like those publications are talking about you know big development tower blocks you know where you should invest in those kind of things and appreciate your money where you're not really involved in it so i get it i get where they're coming from we teach developments though and we teach sme so small to medium um developers you know who have got probably experience of either being a landlord or you know, maybe being on the trades or being around developments, they want to do it for themselves. So that's the massive difference here, isn't it? So if you're going to be involved in it, if you're going to be doing the development yourself, exactly what you've just said there, you need to be hands-on. You need to have that sort of skin in the game, don't you? You know, that skin in the game is not just about finance. It's not about putting money into it. It's about sweat equity as well. So if you want to be in control of a development and sort of make sure, because being a developer and being successful is about getting you know on and off site as efficiently as possible isn't it yeah and if you're miles away and you know we speak from experience we did some of our sites four and a half hours away because we kind of like started in an area because of an opportunity that came up there and then new opportunities kept getting fed in that area because activity creates opportunity doesn't it and then we sort of did years in effect working four and a half hours away and not all of it was you know um successful because we were, you know, we weren't, we didn't have that sort of, we weren't there all the time. We weren't on site, were we? So no. it's just good to start to get used to doing it in your area first. And then if you want to go and do it remotely, you know, one thing I'd say with that is always have, you know, if you're joint venturing with someone because the area is better than where you live for whatever reason, then just make sure that they've got skin in the game, you know, do it with someone, not just contracting builders four and a half hours away. Because, you know, if something goes wrong, they're just going to walk off. They've not got skin in the game, have they? No. So do it that they've got that sweat equity. If if the project wins, you all win. And if the project fails, they fail as much as you do, rather than just contracting someone who hasn't kind of got that level of commitment. No, I think the other thing with developments is it's a relationship game. And it's quite hard to build a relationship up with someone that is four and a half hours away. So it's only going to be phone calls. It's only going to be Zoom calls. Whereas if you're local... You can nip in, like go nip in and see the architect now and again, see how they are. And you can actually speak to people face to face. And you can, I mean, some of our power team members have been people that have worked for it, uh, like been part of the football team and stuff like that. So it's there's so much to be said about having someone local and having the interaction with someone face to face as well. Yeah, and that's where a lot of that opportunity is going to come from, isn't it? By working within your circles. 
yeah. And also analyzing the deals is so much easier when you know the area. So you know how much a one bed flat is going to be worth or should know how much it's worth. You know how much a two bed flat is going to be worth. You know that one area of the road is actually a lower valued area than the other side of the road. Like there's so much local knowledge that is going to help you become a developer. Um, and that's the kind of thing you need to know. Like if you're miles away, you've got to learn a new town or city. You've got to know the streets. You've got to know everything. So I just think it's a lot harder to do. We're not saying it's impossible. Just don't don't put the, the the burden on you to be able to do a development so far away. It's just like developments are hard enough as it is. You don't want to add another element to that. Yeah, so probably up to a lot an hour away from you in all directions. So, you know, that covers a lot of ground, doesn't it? Yeah. But it's still achievable to go there. Um, a lot of ground, like we did there with developments. Oh, there development, you go, mate. Is development it? puns. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, you know, do it within an hour away. Plus, you're going to, you know, other builders, small builders, you know, you'll be able to have that network locally. They'll still be able to travel that kind of distance. You know, three quarters an hour to an hour is not, not unusual for a small building company or something like that. So, you know, just use that team around you and get yeah. started. Like you said, it's not impossible to do it elsewhere, but it's a layer of difficulty. If you're starting something new, you've already got the sort of hill to climb, haven't you? So everything's going to be new. So it's a layer of difficulty you can strip out by starting. And once you get your systems and processes going, then maybe you can think a bit further. You'll you'll meet more people. Like you say, it's a, it's a people's game. So by doing that um, development in your area, you'll get to know people who are doing it in other areas and an opportunity might come up. But by then, you'll, you've got over the hurdles and you've got the systems and processes set up. Then you can spread out, can't you? Hi, guys. Just a quick interruption and something I want to share with you. But we help a lot of people get started as property developers and we help them through their entire journey. And I just wanted to share with you just some success over the last two or three months on our mastermind. So um, I'm not going to give full names, but Paul has just had planning permission for two houses, which has taken a bit of time, um, but he's got that. Jordan's completed on uh, two sales and he's agreed to buy a new site. Uh, David has planning accepted. Anthony has got uh, an investor to invest in his deal. Paul and Chris have completed the purchase of their first site um, and there's a decent profit in that as well. James has got an offer accepted. Kat has had an offer accepted. Matt has had an offer accepted. And Josh and Francesca have secured development finance. They've got investment for their new site uh, in which the, actually their parents are going to live in one of the houses once they complete. So in terms of legacy, that is phenomenal. And that's something we see a lot of people wanting to get started in property is to leave a legacy. So but they're all way through their journey but it all started for them on the property developers secrets the foundation so if you want to start your journey now click the link below go into the description and click to start the foundations and you too could possibly be on my success later on yeah absolutely and i think even from a holistical point of view it's a big word um that if something is built in your area and you've kept it i know for example the ones that we've done down the road i constantly drive past them and it gives you a bit of pride driving past you think we developed that that's part of ours and even as a legacy like driving with the kids and saying oh look daddy built them and we said that before i didn't but i've been part of the build um <laughs> and so yeah i certainly think there's there's a bit of pride in building and helping the town you live in as well um and yeah i think going there to look at or to fix problems is easier because you can go there and actually see this thing rather than trying to speak to someone on the phone and um, lost in translation can happen if you're on a zoom call or a video call and you can't quite see what's going on whereas if you can go there stand on site look what's happening it's so much easier to solve that problem and also the other way around when it's, things are going really well and you've completed it it's yeah it's good to go there and have a look at it as well so 
Yeah, there's so many benefits to doing it locally. Don't don't just try and go to Manchester or Liverpool or London. If you live there, great, but don't just go there because the papers are telling you to go there and it's the best investment strategy going forward and all sorts. It's, it's Quite so often, but you know, if it's in those publications, you know, that's where everyone's flooding to anyway. Yeah. So there's probably less chance of you getting a good deal there. Let anyway. your neighbour go there. Yeah, so, you know... It, uh, as an investor, quite often we have to be contrarian and we have to go the opposite way. So sometimes it's making the areas that other people don't want to invest in. If you can find a way to make those work, then there's going to be loads of opportunity there. So, you know, it's not always about what's shiny and what's in vogue at that point. It's about making some work what other people can't make work. And if you can do that, then there's going to be loads of opportunity. There you go. Actually, we get people living abroad listening to this podcast as well so we've had people from new zealand we've had people from uae um we've had canada south africa yeah there's a lot of people that listen abroad so if you're listening to this and you're thinking where should i invest i can't tell you where to invest in, in your town or your city because i don't know the rules and regulations and things but a lot of people want to invest in the uk i would find a strategic partner as you say that live in that town and focus on um, that relationship as well. And, yeah, it's, that's an interesting angle, actually, to throw it down that way, because they're only going to have heard of probably uh, London's, your Manchester's, yeah. your Birmingham's, and all those kind of things. And we actually get this quite a lot. So we've we've had um, we've had uh, a block at Mill Road that we've been selling. It's in Wellingborough. Yeah. And you know, we had a few people from like Dubai look at it and wherever else, and they're like, "Well, I've never heard of Wellingborough. You know, if it was in Manchester, I'd buy it." but they wouldn't get that deal that we're offering Mill Road in Manchester. The yield would be so much lower, yeah. but they're not understanding what Wellingborough is. You know, it's um, 48 minutes or so from St Pancras, the train station. They've just spent millions on building that train station up. You know, they're, they're, it's an up-and-coming area. It's going to be so, a new marina. Yeah, but it's about, yeah, it's a new marina, but it's about seeing opportunities like that where they're at a, a lower state, but they're going to come up to the, it's the next commuter belt out from Bedford, Luton, Dunstable, yeah. all those kind of places. But people from UAE are never going to have heard of it. No. But it's about finding those opportunities. It's going to get much more growth in somewhere like that than you will even Northampton at the road, which has got the same credentials, the same distance to the to London, but it's more developed now. It's already had its boom. It's not that it's dead, but it's like Wellingborough will be following up. It's 20 minutes away. Yeah. But people would rather go to Northampton than Wellingborough because they've perhaps heard of it. Yeah. So you've got to think the other way, haven't you? And you've got to find you know partners or, or buildings like that that are on the right side of of any you know any um, any growth of the area. Yeah, there's like an appreciation wave out of London as well, isn't there? Whereas London yeah. gets the appreciation first, uh, capital appreciation, then it kind of filters out. So M25 within the M25 then hits it, then the next level. So Wellingborough being only within an hour away from London is actually on the stage next coming up to the depreciation. So yeah, if you're in Carlisle, you're way behind the wave. No offence to anyone in Carlisle. Yeah, it's but... a, bit, a bit of a different wave. <laughs> so I'm not sure London's the, the wave that Carlisle wave. are going for, but yeah. Yeah, you got the Manchester wave. Yeah, that's so, the Manchester yeah. wave. Yeah. You benefit from that. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, different different angle on it, but yeah, yeah. definitely. So, yeah, cool. Stick to where you live and good luck. Cheers, guys.